So give it up for Eric as he joins me. I want to honor him as he takes his seat um, because, yes, he's built a great business, continues to build a great business, continues to sow and invest in the life of this church in an amazing way, as do many. Um, but actually, I want to honor you as a friend, and I might get a little bit choked up because um, there are few people in our church world that care deeply for our family. I'm not saying you don't love us if the rest of you are in the room. I know you do. But there are some that go the extra mile. And Eric, you're one of those, and I'm just very grateful that when no one sees it, you're looking for ways to bless my wife, uh, whether it's just a gesture, whether it's a gift, you're looking for ways to give us space to, to um, be refreshed as a family through holidays. Um, there's so many small things he does that you don't see, and so I really want to honor you for that behind the scenes. It, it makes sense to me that God has blessed your life, because there's so many seeds you sow behind the scenes that give you the results that everyone else in the room often wants. So I honor you for that, and I'm looking forward to a healthy chat. Welcome. Can use this mic as well. Can turn it on for you. Just turn it on there if you don't mind. Alrighty, let's jump straight in. It's going to be a good chat. He promised me he's going to help you double your turnover. <laughs> That's why they're here, but they're not here to hear our story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If, if I promised you to double your turnover and you give half back to the kingdom of God, would you agree to that deal? All right, you would. Okay, well, then let's hope that happens. Okay, um, Eric, a little, little bit of a setup for this conversation. We only have 25 minutes. How did, the short version, how did Eric Hardy go from the Navy to a director of an international phone company? Give us the short version of that little business story. God's got, God's got a sense of humor, I'll tell you that much. Um, one of the guys who was at school with me, who's not here today, John T was in the H class and I was in the G class, and it was actually A, B, C, D, F, G, so we were right at the bottom, so we laugh now, but accidental in many ways, God's grace in many ways, but um, there was an element of, of perseverance, uh, hard work, and God's incredible favor. Obviously, you have to make choices and choose certain things. But um, in some ways, I landed up in positions that I actually didn't want and I didn't want to be in. And I sometimes even find myself in that space today. But that's the beauty about God's purpose and kingdom. And uh, I've learned a lot through that. But uh, through a series of, of getting involved in companies, working in the corporate world, um, coming out of that joining a, a partner who needed help, um, taking over that business eventually, and then eventually selling it to a multinational who you know, would like me to stick around for a while for whatever reason. And um, yeah, that's, that's the short version of it. But there was, a, there was a, an element of pursuance where we pursued certain things, and there was an element of actually just God's incredible grace. So I can't say, we got you, or I got you, by my brains, I can tell you that now, because if, you, if I take out my matric certificate, you will, you will go, what? <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, I think, I think whatever you apply yourself to and you're patient with, and, and God exhibits his patience in our lives, that's the beauty about it. So. I love that. So just um, one of the things, I got a loud voice, it's okay. Um, you said just now was you didn't necessarily choose the roles you had, you just 
faithfully kind of honor them. So you mean foam hasn't always been your passion? Is it now? Uh, it's a means to an end. I, I, obviously, uh, I enjoy what I do, and uh, I'm, I'm involved in that space. So yes, there's been seasons of passions. But you know, if I woke up uh, when I was 23, got married, had a kid, and had to feed the thing. And uh, so you, you quickly realize that uh, one of the best things for me is it orientated me. It orientated me to stop, uh, you know, excuse the terminology, stuffing around and actually get focused and start providing. And through that, I did what I had to do to get certain things. And, and yeah, I was always at the back. One thing I can say is, you know, whether it's God's hand or or accidental, I've always been thrown in the deep end. I was always unqualified for my position. I always had far more people around me who were far more qualified, capable. And so, I don't know why, I just got thrown in the deep end and I had to swim. So I learned to swim. <laughs> in the Navy. Um, so let's, let's stay there for a little bit. You got thrown in the deep end. Uh, you weren't always the most qualified for that position. A lot of people in the room that feel like that, for sure. Um, if there's a factor to success, if there is something you could pin down a level of your success to, what would it be? Um, I think by nature I'm a grinder. Uh, so I, I grind. Uh, I, I wake up and I think uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to set my, myself to this task. Um, there's a bit of stupidity in me as well. So sometimes when all the signs say, uh, don't do this, and that's where we have to live in a place of conviction. You know, so if it's good, if it's helpful, if it's, if it's honest, if it's got integrity, you pursue it. And, you know, we're not, we just sow seed. We're not the, we're not the ones who actually uh, create the harvest. That's God's hand in our lives. So um, uh, I'm patient. I, I know that. And I've, I've learned, and I think uh, age is a wonderful thing because it teaches you um, you know, to take the knocks and to figure out that you're actually going to be okay and that you're going to survive. So sometimes you think, okay, well, the world's come to an end. And I've been through things like my whole factory's burnt down. You know, my business partner and I are sitting in a home group one night and we get a phone call, say, your factory's on fire. And uh, 12,000 square meters was flattened. And you arrive there and you go, okay, well, <laughs> you know, you can't start asking the, the questions, God, what are you teaching me? You're going to say, okay, let me, let me get down and sort this out and fix it. And by his grace and through time, uh, yeah, God just does things. So uh, if, if you're asking me the question, I, th I think I am a little strategic, uh, but that also comes with some limitations, you know, because I overthink things, as you know. Um, but, yeah, we've got to just get down and apply and put our hand to the plow. Uh, one, of, one of the things that Eric often does if we're in a meeting, he'll say, can we just slow it down, guys? Can we just think about this? Can we just uh, ask our Heavenly Father what He thinks? And our eldership meetings, he sits on the eldership team here at Link Church, which is why a lot of people have grown in their trust for me because of the people I've put around me, Eric and John, uh, specifically in Marketplace. But he'll often slow it down. I think it's a beautiful gift. Like you say, you can't think a lot, but um, there's something special around being in a burnt-down factory moment and being able to push pause and say, let's ask God what we do next. Let's seek a bit of counsel here. So I want to talk about a, about a counsel because you're in a war zone. Anyone else work out SETB way uh, here today? 
<laughs> you all enjoy the nice uh, yeah, they're, they're all a lot smarter. <laughs> Eric was one of the um, fortunate ones um, that ended up in Esiterbe because of a tax break years back that put his factory out there. And um, anyway, if, if you thought we had been through some, um, what, what can I call it, unrest here on the north coast in the last few years, you have no idea what it looks like weekly in Esiterbe. Jake Manzel smiling, he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but I'm talking about a war zone. And when you're in war, you need friends. And most people wouldn't necessarily say that the business they're building is a war zone, um, but they're being hit by bullets all the time. And I think part of what we don't, we don't use this analogy. Uh, sorry, ladies, it's a bit of a guy thing. Uh, I, like, I like war strategies. But ladies, you're also in a war zone, and you're also dynamite. So listen up. Uh, you need people around you. You need a company of friends. And in Proverbs it says, for lack of counsel, plans fail. But with the advice of many, they succeed. How do you see the importance of friendship, accountability, um, counsel, if you like, in building business? And, and, because we all need to hear this, what are you looking for in the kind of people you want to build business with? Tough questions, though. Um, I did write some notes, so if I can refer to them. I think, I think for me in life, this is probably one of the most critical things. And uh, inherently, as business people and entrepreneurs, they have a tendency to be individuals and isolate themselves. Um, so the, the, it's, it's something you've got to fight to get counsel. You've got to, you've got to fight that that innate uh, desire to actually do, say, I'm going to do this on my own. And it's part of the God journey, you know. So I think it's absolutely critical. And I think there's a big difference between um, asking somebody their opinion and looking for the endorsement. Okay? So, so when you go and you ask somebody, if you're just looking at them giving you a thumbs up, um, and if they give you a thumb sideways or thumbs down, you kind of move on to eventually finding enough people to give you a thumbs up. And that's, that's not asking for counsel. Counsel is actually seeking the truth and seeking an honest view of things, you know. So um, the thing is to surround your people who are going to be honest with you um, and not look for people who are just going to give you a thumbs up. And I've seen many people, they move away from their circle of truth because they're up to something that they inherently know they just want a thumbs up. It's, a, it's, an, it's an idea, it's not necessarily a good idea. So I think the key thing is to journey with people. And, you know, it's very easy to find a new circle of friends uh, to endorse you because they won't, they don't know you. And build a, build a story and build a journey with people who know you because they know your past, they know your tendency, they know your habits, they know your weaknesses. Um, and sometimes it's hard because, you know, if you really want to do something, and it could be anything. It could be, you know, buying something or starting a business um, that you're not quite sure, etc. And it doesn't mean that those people are going to have the right advice or going to tell you what to do. So, but you've got to get that input because it takes a lot of layers in, in, in decision making. And if we do that well, uh, it stops the impulse, you know. So... Yeah, so I think seek people with wisdom. Um, and wisdom doesn't just come from business people, okay? Wisdom comes from sometimes from the most 
unlikely places. It can come from, um, uh, you know, I've gone to my mother when she was still alive and spoken through some business ideas, and she would just drop a pill in my heart. I've gone, um, my wife is not a businesswoman, and I've gone to her, and I've just, you know, given her a framework, and she's reminded me of something, or interpreted something, or warned me of something that is so, so powerful. Wives, if you're in business, go to your husbands. Um, so I think that's very, very important. Um, so, yeah, just, just one thing I think also is when you go to people who are not involved in your circle. So if you're in a business circle that everyone knows exactly how it works, we tend to go to those people. Mm. And what happens is it's cluttered, it's, it's influenced. Uh, there's maybe even hooks. There's maybe even influence because people will, if there's something to gain for people, uh, they, will, they will tell you something. It doesn't mean you can't get their advice, but um, sometimes it's very helpful to go to an uncluttered place, somebody who actually has no agenda, no benefit, no gain, to ask them for advice, you know? So I think the people who care are those people who actually have, have no, no benefit. Uh, in that, ultimately, except for your success, and you're not going to want to, you know, you, you're not going to want to see your friends um, fail. And the other thing I would say is, don't make the decision and then go for advice because it's too late. And a lot of us do that. <laughs> That's actually probably the line we all needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you people go and they go. I made a decision. What do you think? Um. Hey, what do you think? <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. Okay, well, I don't want to listen to you. Go to the next guy, to the next guy, until you get that endorsement. If you're sincere about seeking counsel, uh, then be sincere about hearing the truth. Because God will speak through people, and God uh, is paying attention to your heart. He's interested in your ability to actually work with people and work with him. Um, your spouse knows you. Um, even if even if it's challenging sometimes, but your spouse knows you. So speak to your spouse, speak to your spouse. They, they're the ones who actually are the ones who land up picking up the pieces when it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then most of all, um, the Holy Spirit just loves to walk with you. So sometimes we get a little bit uh, like, oh, okay, how do I do this thing with the Holy Spirit? Um, I don't know how to pray. Um, I don't know how to do this. Um, Ask, just ask, be patient and walk. And the, the time that that takes sometimes, and this is where the pause factor works really well for me, is because it removes the impulse, it removes this, this urgent desire to make it happen. And in that process of time, it could be a week, it could be six months, depending on how big the decision is, the Holy Spirit walks. And ultimately, God has the final say in your life. But that's if you're allowed to, to give you that final say. And that means that you've actually got to be patient, hear God, and you will know that you know that you know. And you know what the amazing thing is? Um, even if you muck it up, when God's in it, he's for you. And he will turn that for his good. Yeah. So, yeah. Some gold in there. I think that, that could almost be the breakfast right there. But uh, the reason you're in this room is because you know you need a company around you to build what's in your heart. So keep coming, and keep coming to these things. You know, you might leave today with a thought or a, 
a dream in your heart or whatever, keep coming. Uh, don't let this be a one-off moment of inspiration. And bring a friend next time. We'll, we'll do it in the auditorium if we have to um, because of numbers. I like that. Ask, be patient, and walk. Maybe as a business today, you can ask yourself that question. What do I need to just take a moment and ask God about? Be patient to wait on Him and walk it out while I wait. Um, the one of the things that has inspired me about business, and certainly in this time in South Africa, is, is really challenging in business, is from a, in Jeremiah 29, there's a verse everyone loves, which is, For no other plans I have for you, declares the Lord, to give you a purpose and a future, to prosper you, etc. We all know that verse. It's on bumper stickers, mirrors, and businesses all over the world. But just before that, God gives clear instruction on how to build. And He tells them, I need you to plant vineyards. I need you to build houses and live in them plant vineyards and eat from them. And then he says, and have children, and then your children have children, and then your children, children have children. So if you look at the detail of that scripture, there's a lot of years before he gets to the line, for no other plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And yet we like to believe in a purpose and a prosperity tomorrow. So I have a question for you. Abraham Lincoln said this. He said, the best way to predict the future is to build it yourself. Do you agree with that? Do you think God's called us to build with long-term legacy at heart, even if tomorrow doesn't produce the prosperity we're hoping for? Absolutely. Uh, I think, yeah, he's, he's, it's, it's an instinct for all of us to build and to grow. Um, so, but I think that is to a point. So what, what are we building? Why are we building? Mm. So I think there's a difference in that, you know. So um, to me, if you're rooted in God, it's easy. And what does that mean? What does it mean to be rooted in God? Um, does it mean that you have to stop and pray every five minutes? Does it mean that you, um, you've got to hand everything over to God? Um, no, it means that you actually submit it to Him in, in, in heart and soul and in purpose. So when you're building, it, it, it reorientates you, you know? So I think for me, God's given us free will and gifts and talents. and we. If I look around this room, I see incredible talents. I see a lot people a lot sharper than you and me, Dill, and I see people with a lot more success. You know? so, um, so I think, but but you you don't always see uh, uh, you know fruit in those lives. Um, you don't always see um, you know God's hand in those lives. So I look at it and I go, as you say, is how do we do this? How do we do this as, from a kingdom point of view? You know, so. You know, God speaks of granting you of desires, you know, and what does that mean? So if your desire is unhelpful, if your desire is not kingdom orientated, then it's, it's, you're not going to bless that. So when we orientate our desires toward God, and sometimes that's a very challenging space because we have to reevaluate that all the time. I'm constantly challenged by the, the fact of my desire or my purpose or my rest or my my family, and how does that look in conjunction with building the kingdom? And there's sometimes conflicts that you have to overcome, and that's where you sit and sit with people. What, what is building the kingdom? That's a line that you hear in church all the time. What does it mean? Well, I think, you know, you're the one who can probably answer that better. But if I look at the, the seven pillars of church kingdom, you know, we've separated business, and we've separated family, and we've separated church, and this is all God's kingdom. If you go to the Old Testament, they actually built this around one space and around one purpose. A nation was built 
So um, I think when we start uh, removing the walls, because we go, okay, I think all of us have thought this at one time when we had nothing. We thought, Lord, um, please bless my business and I will honor you with my, my, my business and I will give everything. And then when you get there, my hardest spaces, my most challenging, stressful time in my life is when I've had excess, when I've had some money. Because suddenly at that point, I went, okay, now what? My instinct to dam up was very strong. My instinct to go, oh, okay, thank you, Lord. I need to take care of my future. I need to take care of my family. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'll say this about dams. Dams has the same source as a river, okay? That's what comes in. So it's the same source. But if you allow the water to flow, okay, what it does, it creates a whole world after the dam. Everything, the trees, the fruit, the, 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 the planting. And when you look, if you just look at your dam wall, dams wall dam walls are pretty bleak if you, if you think about it. If I look at a dam wall, I go, oh, that's quite ugly. Yes, it has a purpose because we think, well, we have to store up. What are we storing and why? And I mean, I, I just wrote a scripture down here. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best and your bonds will burst. I mean, it's like quite simple for me. And so why do we get, we get anxious about that space? And I'm not speaking from a place of having this all together, guys. I struggle in this space. I struggle with it tomorrow. We, we, we carry an element of, of fear and anxiety, you know. Um, but when, when we are weak, he is strong. When, when we are uncertain, and I think if we open our hands, um, you try and mold a, a, a clay pot that's been... That's, that's dry, it'll just break. But when we soften our, our hands, the things that he can do through you and with you, um, you know, recently I've, I've made some decisions that um, have scared me, honestly. And I thought, sheesh, okay, what, what are you doing? And that's like quite uncertain and it's a bad business decision. And then I go to God and he reminds me of his promises and he reminds me of what he's doing, not because of me, but because of him. And I tell you what, the peace of God and the grace of God comes upon you. If you're worried about building kingdom business, and I think a lot of that has to do with who we trust, okay? Um, it's helpful if you have people around you and you're in a, in a space of ministry where you can trust the people, but actually remember you're trusting God. So a lot of people go like, oh, okay, what does that mean? Where's the money going? How's it going? Uh, there is no perfect church, but we serve a perfect Jesus and a perfect God and pursue him in all those things. And it will be added to you. God can't be marked. You sent me that scripture this week. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. He talks, he talks like this, but I've watched him live like this. And uh, I've seen moments where Eric has come into success or financial gain or blessing or excess, as you call it just now. Um, and it looks different for all of us. For some, it's more. For some, it's less. Uh, but the principle is the same. Unlock it. And I've watched, this, I've watched you unlock it. I've watched you sit with me. And he would sometimes ask me as a pastor and a friend, hey, Dil, what do you think of this decision? And I'm like, I have no idea other than our heavenly dad cares for both of us the same. And so let's pray about it and let's get behind it. But what he always does as an initiation, 
of any um, gain in his life is unlock it. I've seen that time and time again. And unlocking it, and I'm not going to let him tell you all the stories now, we don't have time. But unlocking it always for Eric starts with honoring the local house with the tithe. I know that for a fact. But then second to that is always looking at where God wants him to invest and sow, which is not always his own story. It's often somebody else's. I've watched him help friends' businesses get off the ground. I've watched him set families on, on, on a bit of a, a new trajectory, whatever it is. But all that to say, you aren't just talking about this. I've watched you live it. And I actually think part of me is convinced that the success of God, the blessing of God flows when we unlock the nature of the dams and resources that he has given us. And so hopefully as a business you can realize that you know, we always think if I can build to this point, then I can give to that point. So if I can build to this point, then I can be a blessing. But actually, the, the, the course of a river can begin when the dam is very small. And so you can define it in your own life. I think we've got a little bit of time left. And so I wanted to talk about so many things. Building to the glory of God. I wanted to talk about uh, church and how businesses build business to help the church. And churches build church to help business. It's all the same. I wanted to talk about all the opportunities that are in South Africa at the moment. Actually, maybe we can. Let's just do that quickly. Where are the current greatest opportunities in our land? Well, there's, a lot, there's some sharp people around this room who should be answering that question, not me. But and we will get to I'll, you. I'll give it a bash. Um, what do you feel God's saying to the church for business in this season? Just trying to see... Um, I think opportunities are everywhere, you know, and uh, I think if you have a global conversation or global network, um, I have uh, shareholders in our business that are Austrian based, it's an Austrian company. Uh, six months ago, they were like, oh, sheesh, South Africa not looking too good. <laughs> oh, um, what do we do? Should we keep it? Should we close it? Uh, right now, they got uh, Ukraine 400 kilometers away from them. They're going, oh, okay, this Europe's not looking too good. Um, so I think, you know, if I can say this, um, we can't always look at the externals and environment. Um, I, I look around here and I see so much success. I mean, people who, who are overseas, um, you know, they will, they will tell you, Gee, you guys have a good life, you've got this, you've got that, oh, but okay, you've got some challenges. Everybody's got challenges. So to me, it's not so much about where you are in location, it's where you are. Yeah, that's good. Uh, where's your heart? And, you know, it's a simple thing for me. If you stop investing and if you stop sowing, you can't reap. It's just simple. So if people say, where's the success? I know people in the last six months or six years, they've carried on so and they're reaping the reward. And there's speed bumps along the way, there's problems, there's hassles. But if you're in the, in the and I really, I really, for me, it's not about staying in South Africa or leaving South Africa or anything like that. It's a whole other conversation and we've got challenges. But people wonder why they're not reaping because they've stopped sowing. They've, they're in the departure lounge. They're in the exit strategy and that might be the right thing for you to do that might be absolutely where God wants you but wherever you are that's great and whatever you do you've got to be in right standing with your heavenly father you've got to be rooted in the vine because that's where you'll bear fruit it's irrelevant whether you're here or there or over there but if you are here uh, get stuck in get stuck in to your community um, 
your church, the kingdom of God, because that's where you will be fruitful. So it doesn't matter where you are, and we should be celebrating. And champion, if you're running away from something, uh, I would, I would, I would be careful. So if anything, as believers, you know, and you ask me um, what I thought one of my strengths was, and I, I, I'm cautious to say this because you would catch me with this one, but sometimes you just need to be brave. You know, you just need to be. You need to suck it up and be brave, and you need to take a risk. And uh, if I say to you, you guys, there's uh, clever guys in this room, if I say to you, um, uh, what's a good return? Okay, I mean, there's some, if I look at it from a global perspective, if you can get a 10% return per annum, you're kind of doing okay. Crushing it. Crushing it, you know. In Europe, you get excited by 5%, maybe, couple of guys here are doing a heck of a lot better there. But you know, in the kingdom of God, you know what his return is? Times 10. Mm -hmm. Times 10. It's quite simple. So what are we confused about? And I genuinely, and I can tell you stories where God has multiplied, and you've sown seed here, but you've reaped somewhere completely differently. And it doesn't make economic sense, to be honest. But that's the faithfulness of our God. Our God is... He's, he's, he's not just supernatural. I think he looks on us and he smiles because he shows the supernatural in our hand in our lives when we trust him and we're faithful. But ultimately, going back to the size of the question, phone is the industry you want to be in right now. You've got to make your decisions. Uh, of course, you'll say, if you come into phone, we'll, I'll, we'll walk out with a number pack. <laughs> I'm still competitive. <laughs> I've got a couple of bullet questions for you. There's so many things I'd love to ask you about. Maybe we'll do it another time. Um, but these are just bullet questions to wrap up around. Have you enjoyed this? Has it been helpful? I, I realize in life most things are better caught, not taught. Really. And I uh, hope you catch the spirit of what is in his life. That is going to be a blessing to yours. Uh, just a small part of it that will help you build what God's called you to build. Because like he's reminded you a few times, you're a lot cleverer than him and me. So, <laughs> all right, bullet, bullet questions. If you were a relay team captain, where would you place yourself in the team out of four and why? Definitely number three, because you know how good I am on the bench. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, like I like to lean into the bed. Um, and for me, that always seems to be where the baton gets dropped. So, you want to hold it? Oh, no, no, I want to hold it and I want to run to the end and encourage the guy to cross the line first. You're a good encourager. <laughs> Meat or veg? But Sorry, uh, vegan table. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Beach or bush? Beach. Tea or coffee? Coffee. <laughs> Hot or cold? Hot. Okay, and the closing question for the day rock and roll or country? Ah. <laughs> Can we just appreciate Eric? Um...